Hello and welcome to a special edition of the show formerly known as The Three and Out. I'm your host, Alfred. I've got my man Chris and my man Will here. Uh, we just went through the whole college football season and uh, I, I won our little contest um, by picking, you know, the, the best games against the spread, best uh, I hit one parlay. Um, I don't know if we all hit one parlay, but parlays were not kind to us, but we did really well over 50% for all of our single bets on the, on the whole year put together. Um, and now we're bringing you the bowl season spectacular Chris and will, what are you guys looking forward to as we head into the, the, the uh, rapid fire finish of the college football season? Listen, a lot of live betting, as you know, there's going to be some players that are not going to suit up, but that doesn't mean you got to stay away from not betting on the game. Maybe not betting on the game before kickoff, um, but definitely want to tune in and see what's going on and then gauge what you want to do, whether that be like spread wise, money line wise, or even on the total. Absolutely. Chris, the newly minted QB1 at South Carolina, you've got to be pretty jazzed. Uh, South Carolina is also in a bowl game, right? Yeah, they, they play in the... Duke's mayonnaise bowl. Oh, that's the best bowl game. The Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah. That's the absolute yeah. best game. So uh that's that's exciting. That's actually in North Carolina. I, I won't be going to the game, but I will be cheering um from the comfort of my own home. Of course. Uh well maybe next year you'll go to like a New Year's Day bowl game or something with with Spencer. I mean, who knows? He's he's I already got my national championship tickets booked. Yeah, I mean it, he's not who we thought he was, but like he's better than Zeb. He's better. Than, he's better than some of the quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Zeb's out of eligibility, so that's why Spencer probably transferred in. He saw that Zeb didn't have any um, eligibility left and said, "Oh, I don't have to compete." <laughs> yeah, he he does like things handed to him, I think. But I digress. Uh, all right, so we're gonna do this bowl spectacular thing here. We're gonna go over every single game. Uh, we want to do it. Uh, before you know the first one kicks off, and the reason for that is I know every a lot of people listening to this are probably in bowl pick'em pools, and you have to have all your picks in by Friday, I believe. The kickoff is the first game. Uh, I think it's an afternoon kickoff, so you have till Friday at like you know noon or three o'clock. I don't know exactly what time it is of the Bahamas Bowl to get your picks in, and we're gonna go over every single one, and we will not like necessarily put actual money down on every single bet because there's not always an edge, but for these pick and pools, we got to have a, a side on every single one. And then we'll also tell you certain ones that we actually like for individual bets. Should you go that route as well? But this is hopefully catering to all parties, but specifically, uh, you know, pick and pools. We're going to make sure and specify. I like them to win. I like them to cover depending on what your pool, you know, what the rules are with, with your specific pool. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this should be a good time and we are going to try to keep it pretty quick. We're not going to do super in-depth analysis. I mean, you can trust uh, I have done we have done our own research to put into these picks, but we aren't going to spell it all out for you because we have like 40 games and we don't want this to be a 10 hour podcast. So it will be kind of rapid fire. And um, I think with that, I'll just throw it out there. Will Bahamas Bowl. You know, kicking us off with a bang here, we've got Middle Tennessee State versus Toledo. Toledo's a 10-point favorite, and the over-under is 51.5. And you know these kids, hopefully they're going to have a nice time 
down in the Caribbean. What do you like? Do you have a side you lean here? Listen, I've been to Nassau before. It's definitely a good time. So I know those guys are going to go out there and enjoy themselves before the game. Um, I actually do have a side on this game. I actually like the total. The total over uh, 51 and a half in this game is going to be the first uh, game. So I think that they're going to go ahead and uh, make that happen. Uh, middle Middle Tennessee State it scores about 30 points a game. Uh, Toledo, 34 um, points a game. So, you know, I think that it will be easy to get to that 51 and a half number. But I'm going to go with Toledo minus 10. I'm going to go ahead and put go Toledo minus 10. I'm not putting money on this game. But, you know, for, for picking uh, sake purposes, I'm going to go with Toledo on this one. I concur. If I, you know, if I was pressed, I would say Toledo minus 10. They have uh, pretty much advantages on on most, you know, aspects you would care about run defense versus the run offense and vice versa on the passing side. So I don't love it. Like you said, I'm probably not going to bet this game with any significant wager, uh, maybe just a little for funsies. But um, but yeah, I do like Toledo if I have to. Chris, concur. Yeah, I'm I'm on Toledo. I actually took the under 54, but it's moved out of range, so I don't have a, a play on the total anymore. Gotcha. All right, so we are unanimous for uh, the first game. And by the way, neither coach of these teams has a good bowl record. Against the spread, the Toledo head coach is 0-4 in bowl games since I think I went back as far as I could go, like 2014. And the MTSU coach is one and three. So neither of these teams seem to show up for bowl games, uh, but somebody will get to take home the uh, Bahamas Bowl trophy, whatever that is. Um, All right. We've got the Cure Bowl, Northern Northern Illinois, the surprise MAC champion, right? Didn't they win the MAC or did they lose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they won won the MAC. MAC MAC champion, MAC champion, Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina. Uh, Mac, uh, sorry, Northern Illinois out of the Mac went, I think, oh, and six last year, turned it around, won the conference this year. Pretty amazing story. And of course, we know Coastal Carolina, uh, and what they do well. Minus 10, Coastal Carolina. Chris, how do you feel? I'm on, I'm on Coastal minus 10 as well. I think they're a much better team. Um, NIU is one of the luck, actually, in terms of what the record should have been, was the luckiest team in the country this year. Um, More lucky than Iowa? Yeah, because, you know, Iowa lost lost a couple games finally. But, no, NIU got really lucky. They won a lot of games they shouldn't have won. Um, this, is, this is definitely a tough task for them. Northern Illinois' defense is really bad. They ranked 125th in defensive success rate. Uh, Coastal's offense is very good. That They're the first in offensive success rate efficiency. And um, Chanticleers is top 40 run defense. I don't trust Rocky Lombardi. So, give me Coastal. I don't think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, Chris, you're nodding in agreement here, or Will, you're nodding in agreement. Yeah, I think that uh, Coastal Carolina, you know, they're pretty pretty much going to show their true colors who they who they were and who they should have been in some of those games that they did not cover. So I'm looking for them to cover in this bowl game, and um, that that minus ten number is not too big for them. So I think they should be able to do it by at least fourteen or so. And then I like the over in this number um, in this game as well, sixty three and a half. So um, I'm going to go with the over, and and I might and I, you know what I may but I may bet this game, so I may put a little parlay. On that Ooh. coastal minus 10, a little over 63 and a half. You know, just listen, just going into the weekend with a little play money and then uh, you know, let it let it ride. That's the most fun bet is a is a cover and an over. Uh always like that. So 
Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like NIU might be able to keep it close uh, by controlling the ball on the ground, uh, but I think you guys might have convinced me. I was really on the fence. I didn't have a strong play here, but Coastal gets Grayson McCall back. The one thing I tr I don't try to read in too much to this, but like the whole motivation angle. I mean, Northern Illinois is riding that magic carpet uh, for this season and and just like enjoying the ride. Coastal probably is a little disappointed. This is where they wound up um, given last year's big. So I don't know. I, I try not to read too much into motivation because I think at the end of the day, once the whistle blows and the kickoff happens, like these guys just want to play football and, you know, they they want to give it their all. And I do think the talent advantage is Coastal. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, this is one of the hardest ones for me because I could see NIU scrapping out a close game closer than 10 points. Um, I probably would lean NIU, I think, and points, but Coastal should win the game, and they're better, and they get Grayson McCall, so they should win. Um, all right. Um, next is the Boca Raton Bowl. I used to live down in that neck of the woods. Uh, never went to the bowl game, though. I think it's the FAU Stadium. I love all these random bowl games like at these, like, you know, G5 school stadiums and stuff. They must have a nice time putting that on. But Western Kentucky versus App State, who just won the Sun Belt. App State favored by three, 67 and a half over under is the line there. Of course, when Western Kentucky comes to town with Bailey Zappi, um, you know, it, all bets are off. Could be a 70, 75, 80, 90 point total game. They're going to throw a ton of games. I don't have a lot of analysis here. I think the game is pretty even. I've been rolling with Western Kentucky all year. I love Bailey Zappi, and this is just a heart pick. I It's a close two, you know, three, two and a half points, depending on where you see it. I'd go Western Kentucky just because I want to root for him, to be totally honest with you. I don't have a strong edge necessarily. Do either of you feel like you have a metrics edge or some other kind of actual reason to take a side? I have, I have App State if I can get him under a field goal. Um, I like App State two and a half. Zach Kitley left. He's not coaching in the bowl game. I think that might matter a little bit. They're retaining a lot of offensive staff, but App State's only allowed over 30 points um, twice or once, and they've kept teams under 20 points in eight of 12 games. I think their defense is good enough to contain Western Kentucky, um, and Western Kentucky has a... Uh, 100th ranked defensive success rate against the run. And I think that's going to be a problem against Nate Noel and Cameron Peoples. Yeah, the App State defense is definitely the the biggest mismatch on the whole slate or on the whole in the whole game in terms of, you know, West Kentucky's defense is pretty bad. App State's offense is okay. But the thing is, I just don't think you can stop the Western Kentucky offense really. Like, I don't think it's a scheme thing. I think you just can't guard five wide you know finding space in the zone just like you can't really guard the air raid you can't guard mike leach i mean he's gonna put up points the question is does the defense come to play at all western Kentucky has been pretty bad there i don't think mitchell tinsley opted out of this game he actually transferred or i think oh, he's in the portal did. i don't know if he's transferred yet but okay. he's in the portal so i don't expect him to play either yeah. I, that kind of matters a little bit so he was their second leading receiver this year he had over a thousand yards yeah, I'm going to go with uh, App State in this one right here. I'm going to go with App State. I think that they're going to go ahead and uh, take care of business. So, um, yeah, App State, 
again, not going to put money on this game right here, but uh, maybe a, a situation because both uh, defenses are, are, are kind of poor, may have to do some uh, some live betting during this game. Yeah, I mean, if uh, this is a good live bet, what I would be looking for in a live bet situation is, you know, if App State's running the ball with ease, you know, breaking off five runs, uh, five yards a pop. They're going to control this game, and if you can, I mean, if you can keep Zappy off the field, that's probably the best way to limit their scoring because I don't think you know scheme-wise you're going to do a whole lot to slow them down. Um, so if you see App State just kind of mauling on the front line, I would, you know, in the first quarter, first couple drives, then I think jump on App State for sure, maybe before they get a touchdown. All right, December eighteenth, New Mexico Bowl, our UTEP Miners. Um, go play Fresno State. Now, this is a game. Fresno State is favored by 11 and a half. Uh, the over-under is 51 and a half. This is an interesting one because, you know, Fresno State lost their coach. I guess Hayner was in the portal. Now he's not in the portal. Um, a lot of attrition, weird stuff going on here with Fresno. Uh, UTEP is pretty intact. And uh, like um, Northern Illinois, kind of kind of having a, a you know, program-defining season to be honest with you here. So uh, any leans here, 11 and a half, the highest spread so far. Uh, I like UTEP to cover. They, it opened at 14 and a half, um, and I got it then, and I, I still okay. have it here. I I think that Jake Hayner still isn't quite healthy, um, and there's just a lot of like stuff going on in this, in this program. Um, UTEP has a very good defense, and I think better than you Fresno is going to, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Um, so I, I like them. I, Fresno, I think Fresno's going to win. I just like you to cover. Yeah. I'm in total agreement with, uh, with Mox over here. Uh, Fresno is going to win the game, but I just think that numbers is too big. That minus 11 and a half is too big. Um, again, maybe another, another game where I go ahead and, uh, and look at the uh, live betting on, on the, on the total. You know, I, I lean towards the overs, but that that fifty-one and a half to me may be a little, um, a little worrisome right now. So, but I'm going to go with UTEP to cover plus eleven and a half, but uh, Fresno Fresno State to win the game. Yeah, I'm totally with you guys here. In fact, I don't know if you. I mean, if you're feeling bold, it could be a strategic kind of like bowl pick'em thing to go UTEP because there's not going to be many people on UTEP. And if you get it right, you have a leg up on everyone else, maybe low confidence, but just pick UTEP. Um, I definitely like them to cover. I'm going to be sprinkling the UTEP money line for sure. And, uh, you know, at 11 and a half, that's going to be a really nice, you know, plus money return. And did you know, UTEP has one of the most efficient passing games in the entire country. Their EPA per play is, I think, top 10 in the country at 0.29. Uh, and Fresno, despite all the stats and Jake Hayner, people like him a lot in the college football space, uh, their, their EPA per play was like less than half, almost a third of what UTEP's is. So UTEP, you know, certainly if they get down, I think they have the passing game to, to catch maybe a backdoor cover. But I think they could come out here um there's a little angle on motivation here they this is absolutely a program defining season for them i think they're going to be focused uh and that's probably one of the biggest discrepancies here is the utep passing game versus the fresno passing game both defenses are kind of blah um but utep's really efficient and i think they're going to be able to keep this thing within two scores 
And you know, I'm just anytime you bet a money, even if even anytime you bet a dog, you should probably sprinkle the money line just because if they're good enough to cover, unless it's like 35 points. But if they're good enough to cover, stranger things have happened, and I've found success doing that. When you're right, you want to make the book pay, and so I definitely would sprinkle UTEP as well. Um, all right, Independence Bowl. I believe this is in beautiful Shreveport. Um, we've got BYU minus six and a half versus UAB Blazers. Over under is 54 and a half. Will, how do you feel about this game? I'm going with BYU, man. Now we're starting to get into some of the games uh, that, that uh, were ranked ranked teams here. I, I like BYU in this one, uh, minus six and a half. I think that's a, that's a good number. Actually, I would have uh, bet it even if it's at a minus seven and a half. So give me BYU here for, to cover and the win. Okay. Mox? Um, I'm on UAB, but I don't really feel all that confident uh, about it. I UAB should have won more games than they, lost, than they did. They had that tough loss against UTSA, and they barely lost to Liberty. I think they're a pretty good team. I think BYU's pretty good as well. But if um, if offensive lineman Kobe Ragland plays, I think that's going to make a big difference because BYU's rush defense is really bad. And if Dwayne McBride returns from injury, it's going to be a nightmare matchup. And I think that's UAB's path to um, covering the six and a half. I got I have them at eight and a half from when it opened. I feel a little less. I don't like this as much. Yeah, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to get more than a touchdown, of course. Uh, yeah, UAB's running game, one of the better running games in the country, BYU's run defense. I mean, that's the biggest mismatch in, in this game is the UAB run deep, run offense versus the, the BYU run defense. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I like UAB to be able to control this game. And as a cherry on top, uh, their coach um, – I think UAB, well, their coaching history in bowl games is not really anything special. Uh, I do like UAB to cover. I'm going to sprinkle that money line as well. I feel probably more confident about them to win this game outright than I do about UTEP. And then I like the over. UAB is 4-1 and one in bowl games to the over uh, since 2014, and BYU is 2-1 to the over in bowl games. Now, these are small sample sizes, but I'm just doing what you can do. I mean, bowl games are weird, but... You know, I think the perception on UAB is generally that they're low-scoring defensive football team, and that is true. But BYU's got a bad defense, and these these bowl games can be sloppy. I like the over sloppy on defense, you know, because that's like a defense is a total like uh, effort-based you know thing. And if you kind of go in and you're like only given like three quarters effort. The offense is going to take over. So I like the over 54, I think it is, 54 and a half. I do like UAB as well. Um, Lending Tree Bowl, very inspiring title there. Eastern Michigan EMU Eagles versus Malik Willis and the Liberty Flames. Liberty is a eight and a half point favorite. The over under is 59. Mox, how do you feel about this game? Malik Willis, is he going to wow everybody and increases draft stock i do um eastern michigan ranks 94th in sack rate and 129th in line yards and that's the weakness that of liberty's team like their offensive line is terrible eastern michigan won't get any pressure this game i think this is gonna be a big showing for like malik wills and i think he does play for that reason um liberty nine and a half is like or now it's even down to eight and a half i got nine and a half damn um it's a lock 
like I feel really good about that. Yeah, I agree. I feel pretty good about Liberty. That that's who I would take as well. Um, any anything inside of ten points, I kind of do think they roll here. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that as well. I think that Malik, you know, he has a lot to prove um, coming into the season. You know, he was actually one of the quarterbacks that uh, was a high prospect or could have been a high prospect um, going into the draft. I think um, he fell down in the draft just due to some of the games that, that he played and some of the performances where he didn't uh, didn't didn't do too well. So I think this is going to be pretty much be like his uh, his senior bowl here and um, he's going to do his thing. So I, I like Liberty to cover this easily. Um, and I also like Malik Willis to go off. So there's going to probably be some player props in this game as well. All right. Very nice. December 18th, the LA Bowl. Now we're just naming them after cities. Uh, Utah State versus Oregon State. Oregon State, uh, seven and a hook favorite. And the over under 67. I'll take this one off the jump here. I like Utah State. I've been kind of riding them. Uh, certainly the second half of this season, their offense has really been clicking. They are explosive. They have one of the better receivers in the nation, Devin Tompkins. Um, and I think they're going to be, well, both these teams are probably pretty excited to be here, but I just think the, one of the biggest mismatches here is the, the Utah state passing game versus the Oregon state pass defense. Um, definitely like a cover here, like without a doubt, similar reasoning to the UTEP cover because they can throw if they're down, they should be able to get back within a score or two. But I definitely also like um, the money line here. And so what do you guys think? Utah State, Oregon State. Oregon State was also one of my teams this year, but they kind of let me down in the Pac-12. I'm with you. I have Utah Utah State plus seven and a half. Um. I think that's the way to play it. I do think it'll be close. Um, I do think Oregon State's going to win, though. I just think they're a better all-around team. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there with Mox. Uh, Oregon State to uh to to win the game. Utah State to 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 cover the spread, and then I like the over sixty-seven. Ooh, all right. Love these overs. I mean, that's really fun because then all the weird stuff that happens, punt fumbles, and you yeah, know ridiculous scores, and you don't have to sweat all those crazy things that happen. Uh, when you have an over and you get a special team score, that's never good. Or when you have an under, I mean. Uh, the New Orleans Bowl, Marshall versus my Billy Napier, Napier's Louisiana Raging Cajuns, negative five favorite against Marshall, 55 and a half over under. Anybody have a lean here for Marshall and Louisiana without a coach? I like Marshall. Um, what's the spread right now? Five. So I like the five, minus five yeah. and a half. Um, I I think Grant Wells is going to play, and if Grant Wells plays, that's a pretty big deal for Marshall. Um, they're seventeenth in offensive success rate and ninth in rushing rate behind Rashina Ali, and I, I think that's pretty big. Um, I don't really trust Louisiana right now. I just don't know that I have anything to play for. Um, to to be honest, the interim coaches or the they hired a head coach who was already on staff. Yeah, I think he was their um, co-offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, he's Mike Michael Desmoreau. Yeah, so Perfect. he played there. He actually I mean, set a couple records. Yeah. yeah, but I like Marshall five and a half. I don't like them to win though. I still think Louisiana's defense is the best unit in this game. Yeah, so I, th I think Louisiana is going to win this game. Um, uh, you know, I'm just going to listen to you guys. I'm going to go with Marshall covering, but this is going to be a game where I'm definitely going to go ahead and uh, 
and, and pretty much uh, do some live betting on there. Cause I just want to see how Louisiana comes out and uh, pretty much, uh, you know, if they're going to take this game seriously or not. I did have Louisiana as well. Um, I Get I get I, I bet I guess I've been burned too many times thinking oh they don't have a coach they're not going to play that's just not the case I mean these guys have systems in place they have their routines in place um, you know I think a head coach maybe makes a difference on one or two calls in a in a particular point of a game but overall like they're not going to just be like I don't want to play because my coach isn't here so I think they're a better team I agree with you on Grant Wells he's a big deal for Marshall but like you said the best unit on the field is the uh, Louisiana defense here. Um, I think they have an identity and I think they're going to stick with it and play here. So I have him actually to cover um, just because Marshall Marshall comes in one of their um, they have a pretty bad run defense as well. I think Louisiana is just kind of kind of manhandle and play a defensive game and win this thing. Uh, All right. Myrtle Beach. This is where Coastal should be playing because it's in their stadium. Uh, but it's Tulsa minus nine and a half versus uh, Conference USA's, I guess, Old Dominion um, over under 52. Who has a lean here? I mean, is has anyone watched an Old Dominion game this year? I've actually watched Tulsa one or two times. I've not seen Old Dominion play football. Yes. Oh, man, y'all are missing out, man. Yeah. <laughs> um... They got Hudson Wolf at quarterback. They got they got a good the good got a good tight end too, and Zach Coons. They do. Um, I actually and, I actually have their yeah. tight end in, in one of my leagues. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I I they what a season for them. Um, going six and six, that's huge. I like them to cover that number. Uh, nine and a half, I think, is just a little too big. They've actually played really really good football, um, recently, and I I, I do think that it's gonna help them um in this matchup. I, they're just hot. Yeah, we need to, the, yeah. The key here is if Davis Brin has a bad game, like I think they can easily stay in. Um, and he's done that a lot this year, so we'll see. Yeah, the yeah. Best. Um, go ahead. So, so looking at yeah, looking at the numbers, I mean, um, yeah, Old Dominion uh, to cover, um, and then but Tulsa to win. Tulsa to win. I, I just uh, the last. If you look at the last like six games, they ha- they've they've won. So I think they're on the streak, and I think they continue on on, the, on that streak um, in this bowl game. Uh, the, the total, I like to touch, you know, I, I like going over all the time, yeah, but I yeah. may stay it's away. Hard to ignore 52 total, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's, oh my God, it's, yeah, it's just like, it's tempting me, it's tempting me. I agree. I really kind of like Old Dominion, and I might even hit the money line. Uh, the best unit on the field, EPA per play, is the Old Dominion run game, actually, versus a Tulsa strength would probably be their run defense um well actually i think it's their pass defense but old dominion is not even really going to try to pass that much anyway i think this game is going to be pretty close and probably kind of gross um close and gross that's a recipe to cover 10 points though so i i like that i i'm an old dominion fan for this bowl season famous idaho potato bowl i'll tell you i mean the most fun thing is reading all these names uh for the bowl games kent state out of the mac um versus wyoming at a with a as, who's a favorite by three 58.5 total uh mox we're gonna go with some action here you're gonna go with that mountain west flavor uh i i like wyoming um in this matchup and i'm okay at three i wish it was under three but whatever i don't care um 
Kent State plays as the quickest pace in the country, and I think they're really going to try to slow the game down Wyoming uh, through the rushing game. Kent State ranks 124th in defensive success rate. I like um, Wyoming to kind of stifle the Kent State offense. Dustin Crum didn't have that good of a year. Um, so I, I like Wyoming. And you know what sucks? Kent State, if they had won the MAC championship, would be in the Bahamas. Instead, they get to go to Idaho. <laughs> in de- late December. Yeah. Wyoming's got home field advantage here. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's basically home field for Wyoming. Um, I agree pretty much wholeheartedly there. I think Wyoming covers this game, and I love Kent State. I really love Dustin Crum. He did have a disappointing year, all things considered, though. You know, the the big thing here is that Wyoming cannot pass the ball. They had gotten better towards the end of the season. Isaiah Nayor, one of their star receivers, or their star receiver, they only have one. Um, you know, he had some really nice games, and the Kent State defense is will cure a bad passing game. So, you know, like you said, Wyoming's going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Wyoming's defense is probably one of the better units on the field in this game. Wyoming can run the ball, but when they need to pass it, I think Nayor could have a nice little game here. Kent State is just dreadful. Um, yeah, I, I like Wyoming to cover. It's kind of a home game. I just, yeah, I think everything, all the all the arrows here point to Wyoming. Yeah, I I'm in agreement with you guys. Yeah, definitely, uh, de- definitely Wyoming. Yeah, definitely Wyoming. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Mox on that under of 58 and a half. I just looked right now. I might have to plug that in right now before it uh, it goes down to like 56 or something. And right yeah, now. I wonder if that is because of like Kent State. You know, this isn't a MAC game. Like, they're, you're not going to be able to ha- go up and down the field high right. flying like they do uh, on Tuesday night action. <laughs> Wyoming wants to absolutely, you know. Um, you know, boa constrictor you to death. And I just think the styles here, I don't think Kent State's good enough to get Wyoming on their heels. And so I think Wyoming is going to impose their will here. I, I just think it's a bad matchup for Kent State. Um, all right, Frisco Bowl, UTSA Roadrunners minus two and a half versus San Diego State Aztecs. Speaking of a boa constrictor type team, uh, the over-under here is 49 <laughs> Chris, I or Will, I dare you to take the under 49. Um, what are you guys thinking here? UTSA, upstart of the century. They were undefeated for a lot of the season. There's, man, like, I watched the conference championship between uh, San Diego State and Utah State. I don't know how San Diego State scores in this matchup. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. They are, they, their offense is terrible. Jordan Brookshire, it's, I think, was like one of the worst quarterbacks I watched. It's beyond, um, it's beyond terrible. Like, I don't even yeah. know how to they, describe they, it. It's bad. I may have to bet the, I may have to bet the, um, the under in the first half. I think yeah. the under in the first half is going to be a better play um, than the 49 for the game. But yeah, I'm going to go with, a, I'm going to go with a UTSA. UTSA. Yeah, I love the Roadrunners here. Uh, UTSA's defense is like pretty good. I mean, it's not elite or anything. Both defenses are, are pretty good, but like, like you said, Chris, San Diego state has, I mean, their passing game is, is you have to try their EPA per play. Every time they try throw, try to throw a pass, their EPA per play is negative 0.17, which is like remarkable. Like that's almost impossible to be that bad when you know when we're passing the game so um 
you know, and if you don't know, EPA is in context, you can look it up, but I'm not going to go into explaining all of it here, but negative, like they get worse. They are in worse field position every time they try to pass, which is like amazing. Yeah. And, um, the reason that I, I'll speak to the under real quick, uh, punt God is punt in this God. game. So like you can expect some 80 yard punts from San Diego state. So I like the first half under. I think that's my favorite play too. That's a good call. Yeah, I think two and a half, you're getting quite a, I mean, under a field yeah. goal. Like, I think you're getting, that's like a, yeah, maybe smash that actually. Um, armed Forces Bowl. I don't know how you bet against Army in the Armed Forces Bowl, but they are three and a half point favorites versus Missouri. I definitely want to throw this one to Chris because Missouri has been Chris, the bane of Chris's existence all season because how bad their run defense is. Maybe not the bane. I guess he was kind of a cash cow because we were just, you know, plug and playing running backs against Missouri's defense. Well, they get a triple option army team. How do you, what do you see here? I mean, I just like, I don't see how army doesn't win 56 to nothing basically. Okay. I need to set the record straight. On Missouri, and I've been doing this a lot. I've actually had a lot of conversations about this recently. The last four games of the season, they gave up 120 yards on the ground per game on 3.46 yards per carry and played SEC teams. Missouri's rushing defense, so they got a new linebacker. They changed up their linebacker core. Um, They brought a guy who was on the bench for a lot of the season in and kind of shifted him around. It's been a much better team. And like a lot better team too. I like Missouri plus three and a half here. Wow. I think they wow. Army's, Army's defense is not very good. Um, so I, I think Missouri's offense can score, and I think they can limit even farming's three hundred yards rushing, I still like Missouri to win. Ah. Uh, I think they can't throw, really. Christian Anderson got a little bit dinged up last throw. game. I think they won a game this year without attempting one pass. They ran it like fifty times. I mean, they just they, they cycle through these running backs. You know, everyone gets like six carries yeah. and they're all fresh all the time. Will, what do you think? I mean, I definitely like Army. Um, I'm not convinced Missouri's changed their uh, that Tiger has changed their stripes. If you pardon the pun here. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Army, man. I'm with Army on this one. I just uh, I think after that letdown. Um, yeah, I mean they're gonna be pissed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, everybody, everybody had not only the under, but they also had Army just because of what they, uh, what they did this year. They changed up their offense a little bit, but um, you know, they didn't have any luck against Navy. But yeah, I, I like Army. I like Army to go ahead and cover that three and a half. Man. Um, and you know what? Service Academies just come to play in bowl games. Um, yeah. You know, Army. The Army coach is three and one in bowl games uh, since like twenty fourteen. Uh, and just generally speaking, I saw, I heard a stat today. I think it was something like 11 and three, all the service academies, you know, over the last like four or five years, like they just, they come to play in bowl games. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. They're just, they're disciplined. I suppose they're not out partying the night before. Um, all right. Uh, Frisco, we had, I think we already had a Frisco bowl. Now we have the Frisco classic bowl. Um, could do a little better guys. Uh, Miami, Ohio favored by three versus North Texas mean green. What do you guys think about this? North Texas, shockingly, after I just ran or dragged uh, San Diego State through the mud, UNT actually has a worse passing offense than San Diego State. What do you guys like here? Miami. Um, you, they actually, North Texas actually beat UTSA by 22 points in the last game of the season. Um, 
to become eligible. That was eligible. very weird. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think they're that. They actually won five straight to end the year. So, like, they have been playing good football. I just think Miami's passing offense is a lot stronger than um, a North Texas defense that ranks 96 in EPA per pass attempt. So, that's real. it's really simple as that. Every, all, all the weapons are going to be there from Miami. Jack Sorensen, Matt Kippenhammer, um, Brett Gabbert, like, they're all playing in this game. So, give me uh, Miami. I'm actually going to go with North Texas, man, because this is pretty much essentially like a home game for them. They're playing in Fresco, so mm. it's not going to be a long drive for, uh, for for anyone to make that, that game down there. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, I like, uh, I like like North Texas to, to go ahead and, and, and cover this stuff, plus three and a half. All right, Will likes that Texas home cooking. I am going to go with my Maxion, uh, my Maxion friends, Miami of Ohio. Uh, like Chris said, they, they have one of the best passing offenses in the entire country, one of the most efficient. Uh, when you know when Gabbert took over for this team midway through the year, they started just blasting people. I think they'll be able to blast North Texas. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I think three points is not a problem here. Um, I think you know they could win by double digits if they get that pass game going like they can. Um, Gasparilla Bowl. I'm going to recuse myself. Uh, my Gators are playing in a December 23rd bowl game, which I'm not going to go into how I feel about that. Uh, they're favored by six and a half against UCF um, in Gus Malzahn's first year, over under 55. Will, how do you feel? Listen. Malzahn does his thing in the uh, in, in the bowl in, in uh, bowl games and stuff. Uh, so I'm go- I'm gonna go ahead and and go with a uh, UCF to cover the plus six and a half. Florida's gonna win, but I like a uh, UCF uh, plus six and a half. So I I actually have Florida here, and I would take Florida up to nine if it, if I had to. Um, I don't like that Zach Carter opted out. Um, it sounds like Kair Elam might lap, opt out too. Probably. So I don't love either of those, but their defense was still really, really solid, um, especially against the pass. Mike King's not going to be able to throw it. He's not the answer quarterback for UCF. And Isaiah Bowser still is hurt. So like he might not even play in this game. So I don't know how UCF generates any offense. So I, I like um, Florida to win. Fair, probably Cruz, um, honestly. Both running backs are a big mismatch. Um, but they have like one player on defense. I'm worried about D- David, David Wilson. Um, and I, I don't think far going to have to throw it. So he's a safety. Like, I think maybe the under is a play here too. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't know what I, I can't even, I don't know what to say about this game. Like I, Florida, there's no way Florida wants to be there. Maybe they're trying to impress, uh, impress Napier going into the spring. But I just I can't imagine Florida, you know, this has been just a terrible season, but maybe they'll come out and want to end on a high note. Um, uh, we've got the December 24th Hawaii Bowl, Memphis favored by seven versus home team Hawaii. Uh, 59. Do we like the home cooking here with the Rainbow Warriors? This I would take Memphis up to like 10 points. Or more. Um, it's a disaster in Hawaii right now. Like, it really is. Todd Graham's lost the team. Their quarterback, Sean Cordero, transferred. Um, San, dated, San Jose State. Yep, dated Hunter transferred. Um, I think there's big, big problems in the um, Hawaii program. And um, their backup quarterback, Braden Schrager, is not very good. I, I, I like Seth Hennigan. 
And I like the options that Memphis brings in between Calvin Austin, Javon Ivory, and Sean Dykes. Like, I think they're going to beat up a bad Hawaii pass defense. Like, I don't think this game's going to be close. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. with you on, on Todd Graham and Cordero leaving. Uh, I, I kind of – that Hawaii team does smell bad. Like, that. there's just – that program is is a mess right now. I kind of am with you on Memphis. Yeah, may, may have to go heavy on this game. May have to go heavy on this game, man. That minus seven is kind of low, man. So I, I could definitely see Memphis winning by two scores. So, uh, yeah, 10 over. Um, so, yeah, I may have to go. This may be a nice little, uh, you know, uh, Christmas Eve, early, early, early Christmas five, present. Man. Yeah, Santa going to come down that chimney early. Right, December 25th, Camellia Bowl or Camp. Camellia Bowl, yeah. Um, Ball State versus Georgia State actually does not have a line yet, so it's four. Um, it's four and a half. Well, actually, four and a half, four and a half and over on this fifty. I just checked this afternoon. Okay, yeah, it came up right now. Yeah. So what is it? Uh, four minus four. Um, Georgia State minus four and a half, and the totals at fifty. Okay, Georgia State minus four and a half, and the totals fifty. Um, does anyone have a read there? I I kind of know what I would choose. I, love I, I hadn't gotten that number till just now. I think I love Georgia State here. Um, yeah. They uh, Ball State ranks 113th in defensive success rate. They allow 72.4% success rate on early downs, which are running plays generally, um, which I think bodes really well. Uh, Georgia State's defense has actually been really good. They rank 31st in defensive success rate. And uh, their offense, they have a top 20, 20 rushing offense, led by former South Carolina cornerback, Jemias Williams. So I really like what Sean Elliott does. Sean Elliott uh, has his team come out to play, and I think they'll definitely um, – I don't really like Drew Plitt here. He's so up and down. He scares me. Yeah, I mean, he is another Mac QB that had a bad season coming off a pretty good one last year. And he's like a sixth-year senior. So unfortunately for him, did not did not really finish how we – Hoped he would. I have Georgia State here too. Will any any change a different opinion? No, nah, man. I think we're all anonymous on a or unanimous on a Georgia State. Yeah, go Panthers! Right in my backyard over here. Yeah, yeah. December twenty seventh, Quick Lane Bowl. Uh, probably one of the worst names of any bowl game. Western Michigan Broncos favored by three and a half versus Nevada with no coach and. At least no, I mean, some of the great, there's been a great exodus to uh, Fort Collins for Colorado State. Uh, program potentially in shambles. I'm not really sure. Is Carson Strong even going to play? He opted out. Um, okay, he's already opted out. So yeah. this is probably just take the team that's intact. And you're only getting three and a half. I had Western Michigan even before I considered all those things, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't have any more to add. That Nevada team is in shambles. Like, and they I'll play, West, awesome. play Western Michigan up to seven, or I play Western Michigan up to ten and a half. Take an alt line in this game. Beat. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's have on, a man. little. I'm all bit about the alternate fun. spreads, man. I like that. I'm all about the alternate spread. Let's go. This is a parlay with them in a Memphis minus. I was going to say, let's do it. That these are the two lines go. that I really like to to do that with. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, Nevada's pass defense is real bad. Um, and so Caleb Ellaby and and those receivers. Now, Jalen Hall is in the transfer portal, but they still got Sky Moore. They still got Crooms. They have plenty of weapons on offense. And then the Western Michigan um, is, is just – I'm sorry. I think I read that wrong. It's the Nevada run defense that's terrible. Um, 
and then Western Western Michigan Michigan likes to run. Well, and they like to run, but Western Michigan, like, I I don't have any question they'll be able to throw on almost anybody. I mean, they threw all over Pitt's good defense and beat Pitt. Uh, They'll throw on anybody, but if you're going to also let them kind of run, I just – Western Michigan all over this thing. And honestly, like, this is super easy. There's not a whole lot of single players that I would handicap a ton for, but Carson Strong is one. I mean, if they don't have Carson Strong, like – I don't see what they have at all. So, um, and the I backup, think, Clay Millen, um, he's going to Colorado State today. Yeah, yeah. he's already so they gone. So going to like a third stream Nevada run a quarterback. Yeah. This is a double cash register. Okay. Western Michigan, we all love it. We got ECU versus Boston College, who is a three point favorite over under a 52 for the military bowl. Um, how do you guys feel about the Pirates and the Eagles here? Anybody? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a Boston College. I'm gonna go with Boston College here, uh, m- minus three. Um, nothing that uh, I mean I, that that spread is too low, in my opinion. So I, I like uh, <clears throat> I like it here. The under, and I know Mox is gonna be uh, pretty uh, excited about this, but I may have to go with the under in this one. Uh, Fifty-two points. Um, you know, the, none of these teams are lighting up the scoreboard, so. But I'll leave that for live betting, you know, like a little live betting action. But I like Boston, uh, Boston College minus three. Yeah, I do too. But I don't have a good read on this game. Um, this is one that I feel the least confident in projecting. I do think Boston College with a healthy Jerkovich is better than ECU. But I'm, I'm not like, I don't have a play on this game that I'm betting to be honest. Yeah, I think Jerkovich is a huge uh, – I mean, quarterbacks are just like those guys move lines, and quarterbacks generally move lines. Uh, he's coming back, and or he's played a couple games, and he's also coming back next year. I think he's already declared that he's staying for another season. So, I don't, I, you know, he's not going to opt out if he's staying around. Um, but the BC pass offense was really bad, but I think that's mostly weighted towards the Grossel starts, their backup quarterback, because they were pretty good when when Jerkovich is starting. ECU's pass defense is their strength, so that's kind of an interesting matchup to watch um, if you're going to live bet it. See what BC's you know Jerkovich looks like he's doing against the ECU pass defense early. If they can beat up the ECU pass defense, I think they should roll. But if ECU can shut down you know they're both kind of bad at running the ball they're both decent uh run defense uh bc's run defense is actually pretty bad so ecu might be able to run a little they've got some interesting weapons out of the backfield i kind of like the pirates here and so i'm going to be the one dissenting guy uh i kind of feel pretty good about the pirates actually um plus three and if you're going to go plus three probably just go money line birmingham bowl Houston versus Auburn with no Bo Nix. And I guess Tank Bigsby will be there. I don't know. He went to the portal. He came out of the portal. Is he going to play the bowl game? I don't know. They don't have Bo Nix. That probably doesn't matter. He was injured anyway. Houston, sneaky good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Houston, um, not only to win. I mean, not only to cover, but uh, also to win the game. Yeah, I, I have Houston here as well. Um I uh, the Tashawn Manning transfer was kind of hurt Auburn. He's a big piece of their offensive line, and there's rumors, and I, I, I obviously they're rumors, so I don't know exactly, but that we might see more opt outs from Auburn. So I'm riding mm. Houston here. 
Yeah, there seems to be a little uh, distaste for the Brian Harson regime at this point right now. I mean, guys seem to be bailing. Um, Houston, the one of the bigger mismatches here is the Houston uh, pass offense um, is pretty good, probably the best unit on the field. And, uh, you know, Houston, Houston's pass defense is quite good and should be – I think Houston's honestly – maybe the better team uh you know they played better this year so i kind of like houston as well and then i think kind of similar to the hawaii situation could be looking at a team that's just kind of rotting out from the inside here um you know brian harson wasn't really a culture fit anyway and this season did not do him any favors now you've got some opt-outs i just think you know yeah auburn may not just give two craps about this game all right, December 28th, first Responder Bowl, and we've got another Service Academy. Louisville is a favorite. We have another Service uh, – this Service Academy is a dog. Air Force, two-point dog to Louisville. Um, 55 and a half. Mikhail Cunningham is coming back, so he will not be opting out of this game. He is the engine of that Louisville offense, of course. Thoughts? Tough to bet against a Service Academy again. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm torn with this because it's pretty much like a pick 'em for me. But I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, with the armed forces. You know, you talked me into them, so I'm gonna go with the armed forces plus two. But I love the over. I love over fifty five and a half. Yes, actually, yeah, that's a great call. Over. I'm on the over here too. Um, I had I'm also, I'm also on Louisville. So. Mm. I, well, I'm, I I'm, I'm on Malik. I'm on Malik Cunningham's uh, rushing props. So we'll we'll yeah. see as it gets closer to, to, to that. Um, you know, it's the 28th, so we'll we'll see. We'll try to sweat that during Christmas or after Christmas. Air Force, I think struggles. On... Go ahead. I was just gonna. Air Force struggles with like mobile quarterbacks or quarterbacks that can really air it out. Um, okay. So I, I think Good this is some. I, I think it's a good enough matchup for for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have more, really more to add. I just think Louisville's going to win, but I'm not that confident. I'm not picking a side here. Um, yeah, this won't like be, sort of be like a, a money bet for me, but if I have to yeah. pick it in a pool, I'm probably going to go Air Force. Um, but I'm I'm pretty torn, just like I think all of us are a little bit torn on that game. Um, Mississippi State versus – U. Oh, wait, I've got UCLA NC State next. So the Holiday Bowl, UCLA yeah. NC State. Again, I checked this afternoon. There was no line. Do you guys have a line? I had minus one NC State last time, but did it move? Yeah, nothing. nothing's coming up right now. I don't know. I, don't if know. Waiting, I mean, DTR isn't like transferring. I guess that would be the only thing that would be prohibiting putting a line out. Last time, uh, on Sunday, it was minus one. So I don't know what it is. NC State minus one. So basically a pick them. Yeah. Uh, I would say UCLA, I think, uh, if it's basically a pick them. I just think UCLA can probably steamroll them and run the ball and dominate uh, at the, you know, at the line of scrimmage, basically, and uh, win this game, basically. That's um, I don't have a whole lot else. I like NC State here. Oh, you rally homer. I'm just saying, like, NC State ranks first in power success rate on defense and fifth in stuff rate. Um, so I think their line is probably a little bit better than UCLA's. And then their um, UCLA's defense against the rush 
ranks 86 in EPA per rush attempt and 112th in defensive success rate. And even though the more optimal thing for NC State to do is probably throw with Devin Leary, I know they want to get Zonovan Knight and uh, Ricky Pearson involved. So I, I think NC State, this might be an alt-spread game for me too. Um, but I like NC State minus one if, Ooh, if it's alt-spreads. Well, how, how are you going to go? Um, it depends how much value I can get. I would play up to like... Minus a tutty? I don't have the number in front of me. I'd play up to like minus three and a half or four. Ooh, which like, I mean, I could flavor. probably get like plus 135 on that or like plus 140. That's the really fun, fun thing about a bowl games, man. You get a, you get interesting, you know, you get a little creative there. So I, I like that. I may, I may have to, um, yeah, I may have to tell that Mox. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, all right. December 28th, we've got Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State, who is an eight-point favorite over under a 59. Uh, interesting tidbit I picked up today on a podcast. I think there's still some bad blood between uh, Mike Leach and Texas Tech. So this is kind of oh, a yeah. really interesting revenge situation. Uh, and Texas Tech is, like, again, one of these, like, teams that have just crumbled. I mean, they fired their coach. Um I really don't know about personnel. I don't know if you know of any opt-outs or transfers, Chris, or Will. For Texas Tech, no. I mean, they don't have a – they have an interim coach coaching this game. Um, but I'm on Mississippi State. Like, I I noted it in the piece that I had come out this week that I think he, Leach is just going to literally just try to embarrass Texas Tech. I, yeah. really, I, really, yeah. I really believe that. He's a vengeful, spiteful person. So <laughs> – and I just think they're a much better team. Texas Tech's defense is terrible. So and they have no offense so currently. So Yeah. I, I yeah, I think this is pretty easy. Will you agree? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. I may I may have to go heavy on this game as well. I may have to go heavy on this game. That's three cash registers, folks. All right. No more time on that game. Mississippi State Mike Leach rolls, gets his revenge. The guaranteed rate bowl. Another one in the running for like worst name, Minnesota minus four versus West Virginia and an over under of 44 and a half point. Um, I like Minnesota here. I think they're better in almost every facet of this game. Um, uh both running the ball on defense, uh, passing. I just think they're better in almost every way to this West Virginia team. And Minnesota is also uh, comes to play in the bowl games. Uh, PJ Fleck four and one in his career in, in the postseason bowl game season. Uh, so yeah, I'm on Minnesota minus four and money line, whatever you get to pick for your, for your pick them. Same. Um, Same thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I will, an interesting note here, though, I will say is, man, I'm gonna butcher his name, Kirk Karocha. And sorry, Minnesota fans, who, um, your your new offensive coordinator. Oh. Um, he was he was an assistant at, or an analyst at West Virginia, and PJ Fleck hired him away like last week. And so I think it's I think it's pretty just pretty interesting. Oh, that's like some Bill Belichick stuff right there. Yeah. When they so, pick up practice squad guys, the team they're playing that week. Yeah, uh, but um, but no, I do think Minnesota is the better team. Um, yeah, I think all all facets of the game they're just better. I, I think this should be more closer to a touchdown or maybe even a little more than that. 
Fenway Bowl, I guess, played at Fenway. That's kind of interesting. Virginia is a one-and-a-half-point favorite versus SMU. The over-under is an astronomical 71.5. You know, this is a weird one. There's a lot of extracurriculars going on with this game. Uh, you know, Bronco Mendenhall mysteriously, like, quit, uh, basically. He's not He's not going to coach Virginia. Um, after a pretty good season, SMU bringing in uh, Sonny, no, just lost Sonny Dykes. They've got an interim head coach. Um, just kind of a lot of weird stuff going on here uh, for, in terms of like team intactness. Um, I don't have a great read. Anybody care to take a stab at SMU Virginia? This is a tough one. This is one of those bowl games. Just like, I don't know. I, go either way. I like SMU a lot here, actually. Um, they, so Virginia lost... Man, I'm getting killed with the names today. Their their center, uh, I think it's pronounced Oluwatimi. Um, Works for me. He was he was a finalist for the Remington Award, which is like the nation's oh. top center. They lost him. They had two other linemen enter the portal: Joe Bissinger, Bobby Haskins. They lost Jelani Woods today. It sounds like he's. I don't think he's going to play in the bowl game. He definitely declared for the NFL. Um, I still think they can put up points, but it's going to be it's going to be tough. Uh, Danny Gray, Reggie Roberson aren't playing for SMU, but they still have Rasheed Rice and Dylan Goffney. And Virginia's pass defense ranks 192nd, and their rushing defense ranks 121st. And I like both Ulysses Bentley and Trey Sagers for um, for SMU on the ground. So I, I really like the Mustangs here. Yeah, I like SMU, but I also, uh, you know, the, the, the total set is pretty high, but I may have to do it. I may have to do it, man. Listen, I may have to do it and then, you know, go, go ahead and live bet it, man. It's I think it's a live bet over. I think yeah. it's a live bet over. If it goes how you think it's going to go early. Um, yeah, I'm pretty with you there. I, I do think if I had to pick, I'd go SMU. Um, kind of all the units cancel each other out a little bit with the lone exception of the UVA run defense against a pretty weak SMU run offense though, but like they can get over on, I mean, UVA doesn't even try to stop the run. It seems. So I think, whereas all the other units kind of may play heads up, the one advantage would be anybody against the UVA run defense. Like they just, they, they give it up so bad on the ground. SMU doesn't have to be one dimensional, even though they are comfortable throwing the ball all day and they could both pass defenses, atrocious, SMU can kind of stop the run. I mean, it's just the one big glaring thing is if you let SMU run the ball and now they can threaten you both ways, I it's going to be hard to stop Southern Methodist. So I'm with you on that. 